This is Megan Probst representing Compass South Florida, and you're listening to The Real Talk Podcast. This is Andrew Jorgis, New York City real estate attorney, and you're listening to The Real Talk Podcast. This is Naomi Klein representing the Compass office in Beverly Hills, and you're listening to The Real Talk Podcast. What up, everybody? This is Chef Jack Harris of the uh, Talk Team Podcast. This is Jade with the Jessica Northrup team from Denver, Colorado, and you are listening to The Real Talk Podcast. Yo, yo, what's going on, guys? This is another episode of Real Talk Podcast. Every guest is special. I, today, I have a really special guest, but uh, before I get into that, uh, it's snowing. Uh, my guest brought the snow from Florida with her. It's been... It's been a really hectic week. Over the weekend, I was in Vail, Colorado, uh, just hanging out with some of my buddies and and, uh, and just coming, jumping right back into New York City this week. We listed three or four units, uh, one pitch, and obviously doing uh, two TV recordings. Today, we're doing a recording for a podcast with my friend Megan, who I'll introduce in a second, and later today, we're doing a recording for Talk TV, and we're talking about something special about the market. My pleasure to have Megan Probes on my show uh, on the podcast today. Megan is a broker associate at Compass. She joined Compass about two years ago after working as a vice president of sales and marketing for Florida developer, Investiga Development Corp., where she spearheaded the launch of their sales and marketing platform, as well as experience representing their new development as part of their in-house sales team, representing over $500 million worth of residential and commercial mixed-use projects along Pompano Beach, or Pompano Beach? Pompano. Pompano Beach, sorry, and Plantation, Florida. Megan was born in Jamaica, but grew up in South Florida where she gained intimate knowledge of cities spanning across West Palm Beach, Broward, and Miami-Dade County. Having graduated from the University of, South, uh, University of Central Florida, Megan brings a well-rounded and versatile approach to the complex and exciting world of real estate where she specializes in the sales uh, of residential and mixed-use assets for her clients. I've also found her to be very savvy with her videos on social media. You may follow her at Megan probes underscore compass it's m-e-g-a-n p-r-o-b-s-t underscore compass on instagram as well as megan probes on her facebook and youtube channel megan thanks for joining us thank you i appreciate you coming let's talk about we uh before i jump into some questions we were going off the chain in miami and you were like the miss mayorette (laughs) miss compass of, of just showing everyone around telling us where to go next uh, I remember seeing your email about, hey, we're all going to Compass Takeover at Market yeah. Street. I didn't know what that was. Thank you for that email. I know you probably split between 100 different people every hour trying to say hi to everybody, but um, welcome to New York City. Thank you. Uh, thank you for your help in Miami. Before we jump into questions, how was Miami for you? That a Miami Compass holiday party, you know, the Compass it, retreat. It was definitely like a family re- reunion. Yeah. Because it was like an adult high school trip. Anyway, adult um, school trip. What do you call it? Field trips. Adult field trips. Yeah. Right? Yeah, um, it was amazing. Trip. I've been to several retreats. This one I was very excited for that, you know, I had already established so many relationships yeah. with agents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was like the hometown date. <laughs> you know, like, I just felt like I was so excited about it. Um, and I actually, you know, I'm very active. I'm out there, and I was like, you know, they're, they're going to do a great job, but they blew it out. The events coordination with getting us to, like, One place to the other. was incredible. Oh, yeah. I was very blown away, and it was just super special. What was your favorite event there? Oof. 
Um, I would definitely say our holiday party was amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they Mana is a a warehouse that has like nothing inside of it, and they transformed that. That was such a fun night. Yeah, that was a really cool party. Um, I mean, obviously the sessions are really amazing. Um, getting to hear. I mean, you guys are in New York, so you definitely have way more exposure to Robert and, you know, all the programs, but yeah. they did a great job with the breakout sessions as yeah. well at yeah. the stadium. Good, good. Uh, did you have any takeaways? Did you meet any new people? Did you find anything particular, any particular instance or happening or meeting interesting? I would say the entire. Entire, true. I mean, from Tuesday, we had the boat. A two boat party. That was amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, you got on the other team boat. That's you our know, team boat. Yeah. Jeez, you just missed popular. That was amazing. <laughs> and um, I have a lot of established uh, established relationships through Instagram. Sure. So being able to like connect with agents that are like, I've been following you, and we've been following each other. <laughs> so I just the whole thing. I did an event at the Versace Mansion, which was. Pretty amazing. Tell us a little bit about that. Who is it? Where is it? Why did you do it? So it was Wednesday, literally the beginning of our retreat. And I have a connection with the mansion there. And they have this incredible sushi pop-up, which you guys have here, Sushi Baibu. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm part of a network, Coast to Coast. So there were 40 of us, a small group rep- representing different regions. And I basically took over the mansion. I mean, we did a... Our product specialist, Kevin Lopez, was there. We had this rock star social media um, influence, Tessa Bella, there. We had the Sushi by Boo, and, and just like, you know, my incredible videographer did drone footage coming in. I saw that. We, uh, I stayed the night before there in Gianni's, um, literally his suite. Uh-huh. So wow. we took, we had a photo shoot. Did there. you actually have time to stay there? I mean, you were out, yes. you were pretty much out the whole time. Oh, wow. Well, you didn't see everything. (laughs) Yeah, it was great. Um, Just a great experience, you know, for people that have never been to Miami. I mean, Versace is an iconic location. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So it was very cool. Cool. Without ado, you're you're here in New York. I think you did a really good job. You're setting up time to meet brokers. Shaking hands is Mm -hmm. one of your best attributes. You're a network, you're a connector. You're the female version of Lady Mayer. Oh, my God. That's great. Wow. <laughs> you and Lady, man. My Whoa. God. My, these Miami brokers, they know how to party. They know how to network. They know how to connect. Um, Tomorrow's our holiday party, so. Good. That would be good. great. Okay. So let, let's go back. Let's go in the beginning. Let's go back to the beginning. Uh, so before, your, before you were in-house sales team with a developer, you were also, I, I believe you were also a real estate agent, right? Yes. So why did you get into real estate? And were you doing anything else before that? I actually lived in New York for two years right out of college, mm-hmm. and I was working in the fashion industry, right. which fashion is definitely an interest of me. Fashioning and marketing. Uh, South Seaport was our um, office. So it was, you know, I was living in Hoboken at the time, taking yeah. the bath train in, and I fell in love with New York then. Um, but I actually had an opportunity. My sister was buying a condo in Miami Beach, and it was my first experience with a actual real estate agent. Mm-hmm. And we just hit it off, and she was like, you know, I think that you would be really good at this. I think you should get your license. I did, because I was moving back to Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, got my license. New York spit you out in two years, huh? 
did it down did it, it did it dawn like, on you that it was hard to live here or was it, it just was, uh truly it was a it was a winner sure i'm such a beach girl right you're I, I live born in jamaica the, i get it water like sure yeah yeah. So, yeah yeah sorry it's snowing today i'm sure you've been like that i love it short term when i miss it <laughs> hey i don't mind at all yeah okay bring it on cool cool um did you know that there was no salary did you know that this was all on your own you know, I've never, I've always stuck with my intuition, so I just don't care. I really don't care. You didn't if, care. If, good. I'll just do it. Yeah. Good, good. I like that. You're, you're not risk averse by any means. No. So fast forward, you worked in-house as a sales, uh, in the sales team of the, of the developer. How did Compass approach you? How did you find us? Why did you decide to join? Actually, uh, we had sold out majority of the project at that point in time and I was itching to get back into general real estate. Got it. That's and the thing with the in-house sales teams, right? Once you sell out, what's next? What's right, in the pipeline? Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I just, everyone asked me, what's your geographical area? And I really don't have one because I've lived in so many places in yeah. Florida mm -hmm. and I kind of go where my clients go. Sure. So being in an in-house, it really boxes you in. Yeah. It's like an incredible experience. It's, but that's but, all you know and that's all you yeah. get. Yeah. Exactly. So um, I actually, Diana Costa, who's all, she's also an agent here mm -hmm. in New York, she started posting things. She used to work, on, uh, she used to work in Corcoran, right? She did, yeah. She did. Now she's back. She's back, again. yeah. Okay. And I saw her post. I was like, Compass. It was fresh. It was clean marketing. I called her one day. She's like, yeah, you should uh, you know, reach out to your strategic growth manager. Well, um, I decided to go onto Facebook and write Robert directly. Oh, good. You, so you, you slid into his DM on Facebook. And I was incredibly impressed, because this was about three years ago, sure. that he then uh, wrote me like six hours later and was like, I'm connecting you with Elle, who's our rock star strategic growth manager in Florida. Sure. And it just kind of, we had a meeting. I happened to be in New York the next two days. Oh, perfect. So I went to headquarters course you go there and it's like there's nothing that beats the energy sure in that building. sure did, did anything in particular impress you or was there one catalyst or one thing that made you want to join or were you just was it just everything overall the experience you know walking in and seeing how serious but fun people were taking the, the industry and seeing just like the the boards with all the ideas mm -hmm. and people interacting with one another and marketing is big. I'm like, I love marketing. So seeing the whole marketing team at work at large, it just really made all the difference for me. Good. Great. I, I think what separates us and what I like what you pointed out, we have a very interesting staff. We have a very interesting group of employees that yeah. are unique to real estate compared to the other agencies. You and I, Danielle, we can work at any agency mm -hmm. at the end of the day because we have our book of business. Our clients will come with us. Yes. What separates Compass amongst the rest, aside from the technology right. and obviously the cool brokers and the culture here is, like you said, there are interesting ideas. There's staff that develop them. Yeah. There are engineers that develop the ideas that are created by the incredible staff that we have. So it's the staff that makes us unique. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, and I like how you you have your, you talk, you talked earlier about you had one of your product people also yeah. present at one of your events. Yeah. You know, it's the staff that really, events, yeah. yeah. There you go. So, the staff is is really what makes us unique and fun, and and makes makes it an intellectually stimulating place for us to work. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. 
Uh, cool. So switching gears to your business. Uh, you're a professional real estate broker in South Florida. You're on the buy side and sell side. Uh, you do commercial and residential. Let's go through some of the listeners who may not be as familiar in Florida. Let's go through some basics with the process. What are some of the biggest mistakes I would say sellers make, buyers make, and even brokers make during the process of buying or selling in, in Florida? You know, I, I just have to go to the basics. So, sure. You know, with buyers, I think they think it's going to be a very um, easy, they can just do it in a short amount of time and just not go through the process of speaking to a lender. Um, if they're transitioning, having a team that has everything set up for them, whether it's from the movers to, uh, you know, all of the service providers needed to make that transition easy. Mm-hmm. Um, also not getting familiar with the area. Sure. There are Give me an example. so many occasions where say you're selling your, your property in New York and you're moving to Florida and because you heard someone say Pompano is an interesting place, you only focus on Pompano. You don't fly down maybe spend two days in a hotel in one city and then another work with your advisor to get used to the lifestyle mm-hmm. and then kind of go from there. Is Pompano um, that different from uh, our, Fort Lauderdale? Yeah, our cities are yeah. very different. Boca Raton has one set of vibes going. Sure. And then you have Pompano, who's, which is going through redevelopment right now. Okay. Um, East Fort Lauderdale, it's booming. It's like rocking and rolling right now. It's definitely more of a low-key vibe than Miami. Would you say East Fort Lauderdale is Oceanside? Or is it? You have, we actually have a downtown center that connects to Las Olas Boulevard. Mm-hmm. So you have, uh, you know, buildings that are going up and huge commercial projects. Mm-hmm. I mean, very walkable, very similar to New York, mm-hmm. but, you know, obviously it's in a smaller radius. Would you say it's a gentrifying neighborhood? Oh, or yeah. has it already been gentrified? It's, it's been already, yeah. but there's the surrounding neighbor neighborhoods like uh, Fat Village, which is our arts. It's our Winwood. Winwood of. Yeah. yeah. It's close to our NSU Art Museum, which is an international museum. I mean, locals don't even know that we have this incredible museum next to a science museum and next to like the wharf just opened. It's okay. It's this really awesome location on the restaurant where with a restaurant and it's waterfront. So if you want to pull up on your boat, you can. Like we have a lot going on right now. If you had a million dollars to invest in in any of your markets right now, what would you buy and why? And then to follow up, if you had $5 million to invest in your market, Mm -hmm. what would you buy and why? And what would you invest in? With a million, I would definitely invest in near the downtown East Fort Lauderdale sector. There's okay. going to be micro units coming next to our. What is that? Train. Micro units. They're small. Well, it's like what you guys. Is that like? Is, it is, it, is, is that like a standard one bedroom in New York City? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, five hundred square feet. Would be a oh, that's wow. a, that's huge. That, you know, yeah, I know. That's I, huge. I was visiting a friend, and you know, their studio is probably about that. Yeah, two thousand a foot in the five hundred is a million bucks. So. I'm like. Yeah, um, you can cuss on this. It's okay. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah perfect. <laughs> if it's your brain. Yeah, but no, yeah. Um, so micro units so in Florida are units, actual homes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They're, uh, <laughs> they're, they're family homes. <laughs> you can fit three people and your dog. So, so you can buy one micro unit for a million dollars? No, no, no. I would buy several. You're saying oh, one million. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's quite a lot in East Fort Lauderdale. So, how many micro yeah. units can you buy, I and what's the average square footage of a micro you can have unit? Three. About 500 square feet. 
Um, it's going to be connected to our Brightline train. It's changing to Virgin because uh, Richard Branson just bought it. I don't know if you're aware. Nope. We have Talk about that, please. An incredible, uh, fast-moving train that is already open from Miami to Fort Lauderdale, mm -hmm. East Fort Lauderdale, and to West Palm. They're adding two stops. Oh, yeah. Baby Frank took Baby that. Baby Frank just took it back. He did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He talks about that. Um, That's right. And there's a bar, reserved seating, mm -hmm. uh, Wi-Fi. It's, it's kind of like an Amtrak. Yeah. yeah. It's like an Amtrak. And we're excited. We don't have many options. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, well, yeah, there's no subways, obviously. <laughs> you don't need a subway in Miami. Yeah. Uh, so but that's you would buy a couple micro units, yes, you said. exactly. And what's um, the average, how many bedrooms, what's the square footage? For? It's a studio. It's a studio, okay. Yeah, you can get about 500 three, square feet. You can get about three of them? Yeah. Okay, what's um, the rent that you could earn on any of those? Uh, rent, probably around 2000 Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you um, can get a studio for $2,000 yeah. in... in what county was it? In it's Broward County. Broward County. Yeah. Which is very similar to what you get in New York City in terms of s small studios for $2,000. I mean, I granted. I think they're probably nicer. These are probably bigger and nicer yes. and, in, yes. I get it, in way better condition. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually impressed to hear that rents are actually that high up there. Yeah. So. Um, we, the, the difference with Right now, there are a lot of opportunities in Miami because we have a lot of inventory. Mm -hmm. So you can get a, it's a buyer's market. Sure. Absolutely. Fort Lauderdale, less inventory. So um, there's interesting mm -hmm. opportunities coming, but there are not many. Um, if you find some good, like multifamily, if you ask me about $5 million, what I would get, sure. get a bunch of multifamily. I'd probably spread it, actually, between all three counties. Okay, so tell, let's, let's go to the $5 million. How many multifamilies would you buy and where? Uh, probably three multi-families. You can get probably four doors each. Um, what does that mean, four doors? We don't talk about we don't talk doors like that. <laughs> <laughs> so four units, you know. Oh, so multi-family, yeah. four, four unit multi-families. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, would, I would renovate it. Is it a car? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know we don't talk like that here. If it's a multi-family, we say if it's a two-family townhouse. Okay. Yeah. Four you have yeah. We never say doors. Say four family instead of doors. I love like it. I love you can't get doors like that here, unfortunately. Uh, we'll say two or three family uh, townhouses. I love it. Our yeah. It's yeah. different. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah, so, no, so I would, uh, I would buy, I would one multifamily with four doors. Yes. So it's, yes. a, it's a one unit, one unit four or family townhouse? Or one bedrooms. No, I mean, you can have a single floor. Okay. Not necessarily townhomes. Interesting. It's going to be a, a one bedroom, maybe one in debt. And, and yeah. where would you spread them out? Which counties would you spread them Probably out? Probably Fort Lauderdale right now. Um, is that because it's more Gold Coast there? There's or? a lot of changeovers. People who have lived in these units for, I mean, 50, 60 years are now, I mean, the prices are going up, taxes are going mm -hmm. up. So there's a lot of opportunity right now. Okay, there you hear it. So if you're and, if and you're a buyer looking to, I'm sorry, keep going. Oh, no. Um, and I also would invest in new development. I have great relationships with developers down there. Mm -hmm. And there's, like in Pom Lighthouse Point, for example, they haven't had a new development in 15 years, and there's a very small townhome community. It's going to be built exceptionally, but location-wise, awesome, great amenities, exactly what buyers are looking for and we just don't have on the market. Mm -hmm. So there's several opportunities like that along the coast. For a New Yorker like me, why would a buyer, let's just say their budget was $5 million, why would a buyer want to buy in Fort Lauderdale, versus we all know where South Beach is. Mm -hmm. And everybody thinks South Beach when they talk Miami. Yeah. 
when LeBron James got, uh, when he was a free agent and he moved to Miami, he said, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. But it's actually stupid because the Heat, does they don't play on South Beach. No, they're downtown. <laughs> they're downtown. <laughs> they're downtown. <laughs> so, but it's you know, relevant. we all think South yeah. Beach, right? So everybody's like, oh, South Beach, Miami. So why would a buyer that has, let's just say, a budget of one to five, mm-hmm. why would they not buy at the one hotel condos versus why would they buy at Fort Lauderdale? That's a good question. Uh, it's definitely educate yeah. New Yorker. No, it, it depends on the lifestyle. It starts with lifestyle. So sure. I always go through when I'm speaking to a buyer, what do they like to do? Do they want a walkable neighborhood? Do they want something that's similar to a city? Do they really want a beachfront, you know, concierge service? Sure. Very walkable, more international. Ocean view. Ocean views, mm-hmm. exactly. Do they want a country club vibe? You know, do they want a, if they're into yachting, we have a neighborhood in East Fort Lauderdale that has a yachting and sailing club, mm. beautiful waterfront homes, dry lots, country club kind of atmosphere. Right. Okay. Um, if they want to be downtown, we have an awesome uh, new development, 100 Las Olas, connected to a Hyatt-centric. It comes with an art museum, membership. You can walk to the shops, restaurants, very, um, you know, fresh, clean palettes. I mean... It's going to be such a great building. But you would say they're not as good investment units. Maybe they're just good for personal use and fun rather than an investor unit or or no? I I think it's going to give you the opportunity. Many people, as you know, are moving to South Florida because the taxation. I mean, it's It's way better. It's way better. Uh, I'm saving a lot more money from my income. I mean, then you were back in your back in your fashion days. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and it gets a lot more for your, you know, being able to buy a brand new condo, two bedroom for eight hundred thousand. Sure. Um, is I mean, can't really compare. Okay. You know? Okay. I think it's um, but you have to really focus on lifestyle first. Yeah. And then we have incredible airports, so we're very close to the international airport. That's right, so especially people, from New York City, too. Exactly. Um, you know, and some people are gravitating more to Boca because it's a quieter vibe. Slower you there. Know, they want more of the tennis uh, sure. clubs. Country clubs. Country club vibe. vibe. Yep. But there is a lot going on in Boca. It's changing. Danielle, Danielle likes Sounds Boca. Sounds like I love Boca. <laughs> no, it's amazing. Um, like, the Mandarin Oriental is coming. Do you guys know that you guys have one coming in, in New York? No, I know there is one in the Time Warner, Time Warner Center, but yeah. I didn't know there was another one coming. Yeah, a brand new good. residence um, and hotel. Oh, good. So that's gonna actually it's just residence. Uh huh. Um, so we have big international projects happening. This is like a once in a lifetime opportunity, seriously, in our market. Mm-hmm. We have no more space. Sure. And there's like finally iconic developments coming. So there's there's opportunity. I wouldn't say if you're not looking to buy, fix, and flip. Mm-hmm. If you have an ability to hold on to your your properties and wait for the appreciation to happen mm-hmm. and the population growth and demand um, to go up, mm-hmm. I think you have great opportunities in, in all the markets. Gotcha. Okay. So there you have it. If you're a buyer with that budget, you know where to go uh, and you know who to talk to. Uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about your business. What are some of the challenges you have right now when you're pitching a client, you're competing against maybe another quote-unquote luxury agency, or maybe you're competing against a discount agency mm-hmm. that will do it for whatever flat fee or low commission that they'll try to transact for. Right. How do you stay competitive? How do you compete against that? What are some of your tricks and tactics to 
uh, sign your clients and get in front of your clients? Well, I definitely think right now I'm dealing um, with, I'm the second or third agent. Okay. What do they say? You want to be the first love, second wife, and third broker. (laughs) Which couldn't be truer. Good. (laughs) Good. Um, A lot of people are making the mistakes. We're talking about sellers now. Um, They are just going with an agent who has always had market share, Mm -hmm. who has the name, who's been termed the expert of the neighborhood, but they really have kept their foot off the pedal and they're just kind of running, they're controlling the market and they're not really doing what's best for the seller. They're coasting. Exactly. So I'm dealing with a lot of coasting now. So it's just a, thankfully with marketing, what we have here at Compass, we're able to relaunch the property in a very cool way. And our marketing says a lot for it. So that's been a challenge. Okay. Um, We have so many tools here. Uh, a compass. So really once I get in front of the seller or the buyer, it's a win-win. I mean, we have concierge now. I've, I'm already on my fifth project now, which is going great. Good job. Uh, great. Yeah. And it's so much fun. You know, we're going to be putting out some great before and after videos. Okay. I actually have my first home with a stripper pole uh, in it. Tell uh, me about that. That was interesting. Uh, Who's the seller? The seller... A male, I assume. I could literally go on forever with that, but that'll be another time okay. um, off the air. But um, <laughs> So this, I was doing a lot Did you of, date him? No, <laughs> did, not, did not. Just uh, <laughs> So I had this challenging uh, listing in Lighthouse Point, East okay. Fort Lauderdale. Okay. And um, it was actually a referral from an agent um, in the West Coast. Okay. And I love her, Victoria. Sure. She's also in Tom Ferry. Okay. Um, What's her full name? Messingel. Messingel. Victoria Messingel, we hear you. Yes. Um, so she referred me to a great client, The Hearts, and I did probably 30 open houses in this neighborhood because mm-hmm. it was very child, 1,400 square feet, very small, single family. And this seller finally came up to me. I was like, I'm exhausted watching you. Like, I have, like <laughs> That's great. Like, I love that. The agents in the neighborhood had to start doing open houses. Because so you're, house you're hustling in, on, yeah. the, on that, in that yeah. neighborhood. I was like motivated. Great. So, you, so, you, um, so this seller it. was tired. Yeah, and he had a property in Aventura, which is North Miami, that was on the market for a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had two showings in a year. Uh, no open houses, no activity. That's pretty bad. Yeah, you know. <laughs> two in a year. Well, talk about coaster. Can't get any coaster. Two in a year. Now, <laughs> I, I agree to meet at his property, and when I walk, he's like, listen, I've been renting it for a really long period of time. There was a bunch of um, Angolians who were there. Sure. And they were just here to, like, anyways, have a great time. Sure. So I walk in. He's like, it's a little bit of a mess, so just, you know, wear sneakers or something. So I get there. It is a shit show. I mean, <laughs> and I walk into the other room. I cannot believe it's been shown like this. Uh-huh. And Describe the, what you saw. There's a stripper pole in the center of this one room. Trash, clothes, everything there. He's not even addressing the fact that it's there. He's like, yeah, I did the flooring in here in 2015. <laughs> and I'm like, are, are we going to address the strip? What is this? He's like, well, I don't know the tenant. I don't know if it's bolted or not. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> So I'm partnering up with another agent in my office, and um, we just removed it. Good. Courtesy of concierge. So. Perfect. I was about to say, <laughs> compass concierge to so, remove stripper poles you know, in homes in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, 
concierge has been a great one. Um, haven't used the bridge loan yet. I did see your your post. Yeah. So I'm excited to start with that. Program. Yeah, I think it works great in outer markets, to tell you the truth. There's yeah. no board that you have to go through. There's no co-op that will scrutinize a, a loan. Uh, I think it's perfect for single-family homes. Yeah. yeah. Bridge loans, I think I think that's another cornerstone of what we have at Compass yeah. that really helps build our business. Yeah. You know, speaking of building our business... All entrepreneurs want to grow. You and I con- reconnected at Tom Ferry. Yeah. Uh, I'm really glad that I saw you and I knew somebody else there. I know. Uh, outside great. of Natalia. Uh, mm-hmm. I, was, I, was, I was actually refreshing to see other brokers that are not at Compass and talking to them. Yes. But anyways, I like that group because everybody's there to grow. You're an entrepreneur. You wanted to grow. You've been a coaching client for a long time. You know, what are you doing right now to grow your business? Are there... Any tips that you can give to other business owners or other entrepreneurs yeah. uh, as a result of you just learning and experiencing how to grow your own business? And it could, because I, I see what you're doing and I'm, I'm sure it's working, but you know, what's really going on in the hood there? That's a good question. I actually, coaching, I haven't been doing it that long. This is actually the first year. Okay. Uh, and for me, that was critical. I mean, a lot of people kind of stray away from coaching because they have a different perception about it. I think everyone from the get-go needs to do coaching. Okay. Um, so that would definitely, you know, be uh, top tip there. Sure. Um, also, take advantage of the people around you. Not, I mean, I absolutely love Compass because we are with people that are so motivated, so creative. Extremely. I mean, I every day at workplace or I check, like, I there's so much that we can get from what we have at your, whether it's Compass or your other brokerage, sit down with people. Um, I'm a big learner. Our culture is great too because people are willing to, to tell you like what they did or give you feedback on what you're doing. I think being super engaged. Yeah. Um, put yourself out there. Video was uh, very difficult for me in the beginning. A lot of girls obviously hate being hate on video unless they yeah. are ready for yeah. it. Yeah. So. Tell me about that video. I really wasn't sure about video at first, too, but I've started following you, and you, even before Tom Ferry, I, I noticed that you were doing so well on video, and you're always on video. How does that help you? And also, up to the next question, how does Instagram and Facebook and social media help you when you're using video? It has been one of the biggest tools for me. Uh, one, it gets you to get put yourself out there. I'm top of mind now with my, you know, I can't call and, and talk to everyone all the time, but I can put out information that's interesting, engaging. And when they think of me, they think of, oh, this is someone who love. I love where I live. I like to share what I'm doing and I like to share like the city with the people who are moving here. So that's Number one, I mean, and also connecting with other people in, in different industries, different markets. I love to travel. This is actually a tour. This is the beginning of my tour. Mm-hmm. It's the M&A tour. Where are you um, going next? Next, uh, we're going to be going to Philadelphia next. We were trying to fit it in this. So you're going to Miami. Trip. You're going back to Miami tonight or Florida, yeah. Fort Lauderdale tonight, and you're going coming back to Probably Philly? Probably in two to three weeks. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Good, good. Once, one uh, Are you going to go see Tom Tool? Every month. I love Tom. Yeah? Oh you know you him? I don't know him. Are you in the 5 a.m. club? No, I don't know what that is. Oh, gosh. What time do you get up? 6.30. Oh, 
Okay, we're going to make it a little early. Oh, wow. Okay, <laughs> please tell me about the 5 a.m. club. My God. This is a challenge. Tom Tool has a family right and now, kids. We this, have different lifestyles. This is a challenge. Are you ready? <laughs> yes, go ahead. Are you ready to accept the challenge? Uh, if it's involving getting up at 5 a.m., probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I like that estate. 5 a.m. You can do it until at least January 1. What? About that. What is Wake it? Wake up at 5 a.m. Uh -huh. from Monday through Friday. Uh -huh. There's a number I'll give you. You're going to call in. Uh -huh. Part of a group. And it's a five-minute message every morning. Today was actually really funny considering... Um, have you ever been to the Russian vodka house? Sure. I went there. Russian uh, vodka room? Vodka room. room. Or the tea room? No. Vodka room? Vodka. Are you on with Eugene? Yes, I yeah, did. Last night? Yeah. How did no, you get up at 5 a.m.? No, the night before. Night, night before. before. Did you do 21 shots? Great experience. I, I did not keep count. Uh, but... <laughs> but they're not real shots. Today, they're... Byron from the 5 a.m. club, mm -hmm. Tom Tools in it. You, you know, we have like a lot... It's, it's great. Great group of people. They uh, run the message, and it was about taking shots. <laughs> Literally shots. Oh. And breaking, Like not taking shots in life. Breaking bad habits. Uh -huh. You know, like I'm reading Atomic Habits right now. And just implementing those, you know, routines and, and better, healthier habits. I don't know if I could do this 5 a.m. club thing. I, I, have a, I have a morning routine, but the 5 a.m. call seems rough. Now, I get it. You, you do it. What, what time do you go to bed? That's the struggle. Because you're always out. I, I go to bed around 1. So, yeah. Uh, you go to what? <laughs> Look I, at Danielle's face. I go to I'm bed. Tired just hearing this. <laughs> I'm not always doing the 5 a.m. I'm just like, it's like probably two to three times a week. Okay, good. Like, Thank you for your I honesty. I did this morning. Um, actually. Did you go out last wait, night? Can I talk about. All right. So, Alexis, I just started a team, which we can talk about in a minute. Sure. Okay. No, um, keep going. We're 33 minutes. Alexis is my, uh, so the probes group is okay. in the works right now. Yes. Um, Great. So She's really starting a new team. I'm excited about nice. that. My first team member, Alexis Hennon, she's here with me. We're doing the M&A tour. That's what we're calling I it. I like it. And she, I don't know what was going on in New York last night. We could not find a hotel room. She was at the Walker for the first two nights. What do you mean? You guys are trying to find a hotel room the day of? We were trying to. Well, <laughs> that's not easy. Wait a Risky. Yeah, that's a little risky. <laughs> no, but there was no hotels. And then the only yeah, because it's holiday was like season. $800. Of course, it's holiday season. Wait, the woman on American Express was surprised. Yeah. Are you telling me that you She's knew probably this not experienced. Happen? I mean, had you have asked us, yeah, we would have told you that it's not easy wow. getting a hotel. That's amazing. Okay, well. Or we even an Airbnb. We ended up having a nice slumber party at my friend's studio, which was great for a sleepover. Okay. Oh, good. Good, good. So we all three did the 5 a.m. club uh, call. Yeah, I mean, it, if you told me earlier, you could have had a slumber party at my studio, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> Where are you, by the way? I live in Williamsburg on the waterfront. I absolutely love right that by morning Eugene. post. It gets me excited. Oh, yeah, that's my gym. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's my gym. Uh, so going back to – sorry, we got sidetracked <laughs> – Tom Tool, he, Tom Tool, by the way, is like this insane Philadelphia broker that sells like 300 houses a year or something, yeah. wow. something crazy. But he's a, I guess he's a coach too, kind of. Uh, he's, yeah. He's it, one of those speakers. Right. He's I was like, impressed by him. Yeah. I got to say though, the way he does business in Philly probably won't translate in New York City. Not that I'm hating on him. It's just that he's different. dealing with a different class different of people Definitely. in different yeah. types of products. And the way I speak to... A seller here is not the way you can speak to a seller in Philly and vice versa. Yeah. Right? So. No, I agree. But I, I, I was inspired by him. And uh, yeah, so you're going to do a Philly tour. Yes. You're gonna and then we're going to see some Boston. compass brokers. Good. Woo. 
Good. Wow. Uh, really, it, that all stemmed from when we were preparing because we have some new developments that were we brought with us. Uh, I asked this in-house sales uh, team, like, wh- who's coming and buying in these properties? You know, I told you about Iconic, sure. Four Seasons, Mandarin, yep, yep. great projects. And she said, uh, it's New Yorkers, Philadelphia, and Boston. And Perfect. Like, are they the coming East Coast. with their agents? No. No. And do they own property in New York? Yes. I'm like, oh, God. Good. This has got to stop. Yep. <laughs> yep. You know? So... You know, those are the markets. That's great. That's great. Yeah, if we ever have any, anyone for Fort Lauderdale, we'll definitely send you a, a shot. Actually, my buddy sent me a photo of your sign because he was visiting Fort Lauderdale because his uncle owns like an, a McMansion. It's insane there. But wow. he was walking around the neighborhood. He was like, oh, look, it's Compass. And he sent it to me. And it was your name Stop on it. It, <laughs> it was where, so where, funny. I don't know where that it was. It was yeah, it was your name. It was your sign. Fabulous. So. So we know who our Fort Lauderdale person is. Yes. Uh, Lady is our Brickle guy. <laughs> oh you know, him and I had a little bit of a thing at the retreat. Oh, yeah, a little bit of a yeah. romantic he thing? Was like, no. Oh, hell no. Let's not even start. A little because he's married with kids. He is. I love his wife. Mike is hot. God, God, for, God bless his wife. She's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You guys had a little thing? I like it. So, yeah, you know, he's like, you're coming into my territory. <laughs> I'm like, your territory? You're holding down all of Miami? And oh, my like, God. Yes. He's like, I would never go in your territory. I go, I welcome you. Oh, yes. man. Like, Where's the collaborate with that ego? Oh, well. That's funny. That's yeah. funny that you would say that. Well, you know, he is very, he, he, you, you and him, you guys are probably the best shakers and movers in Compass. I'm telling you. More people know Levy than I don't even know any other broker probably at Compass in, in the United States combined along with <laughs> yes, you. Yes. Along with you. So, like, you know, Levy has Lane and Aspen. You have Jed and Aspen. I know. <laughs> Who actually flew in for our Compass Illustrated reunion. That was awesome. So that was great. That's yeah. cool. That was yeah. great. Uh, all right. So just to wrap up, you know, I, I'm going to start to ask everybody this question uh, at the end. Do you have any questions? Actually, no. Danielle has one question. Okay. And then after that, think about any questions you have for me. Okay. So you told me that you recently bought your own home. Yes. Congratulations. Um, congrats. Yeah. So how was going through that experience being a real estate agent? Were there any challenges still, or did you feel like it was super easy? It was such a rewarding experience. Um, I actually will be doing a video just to discuss like how I felt about mm-hmm. it, because I was super quiet and, and just like, there was a lot going on. I left my team, start, I was starting my own team. The retreat, it actually was the way I ended the retreat, by closing um, on my property, which is amazing. But luckily, the the people who I worked with did such an amazing job. It was a very smooth transaction. Probably one of the smoothest, but uh, it definitely made me realize, like, wow, I need to put myself in, in my client's shoes a little bit more. Uh, but it was great. Yeah, it's nice to gain that perspective yeah. to being in this business. It was awesome. It was very rewarding, and it truly for those people who are renting right now, and they're they're really trying to weigh whether to buy or rent. Buy. There's nothing like being a homeowner. Mm-hmm. It's did you represent yourself? Awesome. I did. You did. You were your own broker. I was my own oh, broker. when I bought mine, I had uh, I had my brokers tell me, yes, yeah, she was my broker. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so she's like, probably works a little different. She was like, don't buy it. <laughs> 
Well, I'll tell you, everyone in my office, this was a collective a purchase. Yeah. I would go in, I'm like, I don't know, I'm going to negotiate. They're like, Megan, you're negotiating $2,000. Come on. <laughs> you're being ridiculous. I'm like, okay. Okay, we, we, we got to wrap up here. Um, do you have any questions for me? Yeah, I want to know what, what are we expecting from you? Like, what is, I'm watching you grow and I'm watching you you know, work on different projects. You know what you're going to expect? You're going to expect the Real Talk podcast to be a top compass podcast and a ride up and coming real estate podcast of 2020 and Talk TV to be a household name in the real estate industry. Love it. That's what you should expect. And, and, um, what's been your, like, one of your highlights? Because you've been here forever. Yeah, six years. Yeah. Yeah, no, from the beginning. I sit next to Lehman and Rob, like, until like 11 o'clock, midnight, 1 a.m., every day working. It was cool. It was a different startup feel. Yeah. You know, it was me, Halpern, Udi, that was about it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was before Leonard came on, before Kyle Blackman came on, before Mark and Scott came on, Howard Spiegelman, Tim Rothman. Before they all came on, it was just yeah. one room. Yeah, it was fun. And how, like, how is it now? How is it now? How does it feel? Totally different like, company, night and day, but it's definitely fun, and it's definitely you know, I still wake up every day excited to come to the office because I know that I'll be challenged mm-hmm. and for both intellectually and as a business owner. Right. And I'm surrounded by the people that I need to be surrounded by in this field to grow, in order to grow. So, um, yeah, to your question, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always excited and I'm happy that I'm, yeah. you know, working here. All right, great. That was Megan Probst, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. And... Stay tuned for the next episode of Real Talk. I have some other special guests coming. Uh, we will talk. T- I'll talk to you about that again in the future. Thank you, guys. I try to tell them, hold the line, hold the line. Been working for this moment over time all my life. I do this to ensure that I ain't punching no clocks. I'm just here to put the work in. Can't with none of them guys. I'm never threatened.